0: <coughs> Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. D'nishtmas, We're now into the days of Sfira, twentieth day of Sfira, actually. If you're counting every day, still making a bracha. Baruch Hashem, Kalakavod. Continue so, it should be a mitzvah that you should never have to be mafsik, should never lose out on. <coughs> this Shabbos is Pashas Achrimayis Kedoshim Again, as we say, both Pashas together, both names, Achrimayis Kedoshim we call it Pashas na Pashiois, for they are bound together. As they are one Pasha this week. And we are now at the beginning of the month, first week of the month of Chedish Iyar. Iyar is Rashtavis, as we said, and Yashem Rey Fecham. sent to all those in Yashufuus and Yeshuus everything that they ask for and everything they need. is brought down from the Kajah. I don't remember who it's brought down from. That if it rains during Khaydish's ear, one should lift up their mouth, lift up their face to the heaven and let the rain fall on their mouth, and it brings Rafuas to all the ail- ailments that one has. <coughs> <coughs> and may Taka bring anyone, anyone that needs Rafuas should have total Rafuas, should not have to have any kind of illnesses. Neither physical nor mental nor psychological nor any kind of hairy things that people go through. The focus of a person, the May Svira, days of Svira, we are counting down towards the day of Matantara, as the did when they came out of Mitzrayim. A countdown there are many different commodities that we have in the world that we can have it today and tomorrow we don't then we have it again tomorrow or the day after it could be a house, it could be a car, it could be any given physical object there's one very important component in our life that we have once and we can never get it back and that's time, the component of time Didi Gerebbe once had a train to catch, the previous Mabuch Gerebbe had a train to catch, at a certain time. So they knew exactly the wagon from the house to the train station took so and so long. Trains apparently were relatively punctual. You had to be by the train station so and so much time beforehand. Or even not beforehand, just to, either when the train pulled up and just get on the train, and everybody was rushing to make sure that the Rebbe gets there on time to the train, and they came into the Rebbe's study and the Rebbe was sitting and learning, and they said to him, Rebbe, you have a train to catch. that I've explained there's a concept called Hatzlach success with time what's Hatzlach when I utilize every single living given minute of my day I know exactly what time I have to leave in order to get to the train station to catch my train in the interim I have a few minutes these few minutes I'm not going to waste I'm sitting in learning data this is called success with time time is a commodity as I said we can never get back we do not have that again the five o'clock in the afternoon on this and this date will never repeat itself in your lifetime or anyone else's for that matter And therefore, since we are given that moment in this world, we have a mission to make the most of that moment. To apply ourselves and to see to it that we accomplish everything that needs to accomplish in that moment. Now, there is a concept called Recreation. said it before we were sitting once in Yeshiva in Maristown, New Jersey and when you're sitting in Yeshiva you learn all day about Hashem we used start say at 7.30 in the morning we had finished Sayyid at 10 o'clock at night we had a lunch break in the middle we had a breakfast a davening but basically that was the day on Fridays the boys would go out in time. We'd go out in to put on film in different places, go to different little shtetlach around in New Jersey. Not necessarily around Maristown. Sometimes it travel 40 minutes, 50 minutes. No, we didn't have cars in those days, most of us. It's, it's a bus, a train, whatever it was. Eerie like a waxen. Eerie, eerie, not eerie, I don't know what it's called. Whatever it was called. And um, this had to be organized. This had to be organized. And the Hanukkah programs had to be organized. And Purim programs had to be organized. So we had a group of guys that were called... They ran what's called Tzach, Sirek and of Maristown, of the Yeshiva. And sometimes at night... After say, that they would get together, they would have different meetings, so they would just sit around and talk. So, will one such conversation, one of the guys said, I, I am so exhausted, I need a vacation. So, the other guy said to him, we know, we learned, that a person is created in the form of a God created the form of God God takes a vacation <laughs> so the fellow who knew the vacation said and if God took a vacation you think you would know it God creates the world not just once in 5,783 5, years ago God creates the world on a constant basis in midst of this, conv- of this sheer, in midst of a conversation, in midst of our work day, in midst of our learning day, whatever we're doing, God is constantly recreating the world. If God would stop for a moment, on His clock, God would see to it that the world ceases to exist for that moment, obviously, if God is not thinking about the creating the world, and then when God recreates the world, we would never know that it stopped. We would never know there's a break. Now today Baruch Hashem is Hollywood and all these other things that show us in their probably in their, their movies and their political whatever these concepts, time machines or things like that that a person can come to or go to or, and you can see. The world sometimes freezes and then goes back and resumes back to where it was before and nobody knew the better that there was a time lapse in between. Where do they take that from? And it's taken from exactly this concept. Where HaKadosh Baruch Hu thinks about the world and recreates the world on a constant basis, And for one moment, if the the, the Ebishter would decide he's not doing that, the world would cease to exist. But for the Ebishter, there's no problem to recreate the world exactly where it left off, or what we consider left off. That said, we learn from this that a person has The commodity of time on their side sometimes, sometimes not on their side. The commodity of time is something very, very important. The commodity of time is something that we need to apply ourselves to. The commodity of time is something that we need to live with. We have our work day, we have our school day, we have some of us that go to school after work, some of us that have to still do school, that are working on further education, this family life, which some of us are very involved in, and some of us have yet to start a family, but the Mjatsa Shema Berlin and the Teva very, very soon will start their own family. Gesundheit, the sound mind, body. Thus, why, do, why, why, does any, why does any of us think we are in control we can change, we can alter anything everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. every moment is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. and we cannot entertain the thought different imagine a different thought or try to apply it any different way. If we merit to see, Wednesday morning, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning, so we've lived it. We've done it. What have we done in those moments? What have we accomplished? What could we have accomplished and what didn't we? Or did we accomplish? My son, the in New Zealand, had to go, I don't understand how, and ended up as a in New Zealand having to do this. He had to go to Bora Bora to go kasha the kitchen. And he crossed the dateline. And you say, Bertel, what time is it by you? He says it's yesterday. (laughs) (coughs) It's yesterday, it's tomorrow. It's coming, it's going here to go back now. Cross again. Back to New Zealand. So he arrives there Thursday morning. He left on Wednesday and Tuesday. He, it's insanity. It's insanity. But Baruch Hashem. person lives that moment and lives with the moment. And if you have a date line situation like that, you can probably relive a day. It becomes a shaila when you do it during Sefirah. Because Shavu is the 49th day. And when you cross the date line, you end up with somebody else's forty nine. So some, in some directions you would have to literally have three days of shu'as to be able to keep up with the actual 49 days. Baruch Hashem we're making chasana before shu'as and hopefully the Shriach in New Zealand and my daughter from that's studying in Melbourne will come to the chasana isn't it? The They're going back before shu'as because they don't want to have this issue for three days. And besides, everyone needs to be where they need to be. A person needs to involve themselves in every moment of their day in what they need to do. I need to work. I need to make a panasa. I need to have some recreation as well, so that I have my sanity, I have my peace of mind. So if I'm sitting on a beach somewhere, a quiet private beach, just taking it in, so that I can have siyash I can have peace of mind, I can have the relaxation will bring me, refresh me, so that I can get back to serving Hashem, so be it. If it means it's taking a swim, if it means going playing a basketball game, to let out whatever you have inside you, so that you can get back to the table but to takla or to sitting and eating a meal, whether it be a meager or a lavish meal. But I'm eating it in order to have kayak to serve Hashem. Because every moment I have in my life, I am involved in service of Hashem. One of the worst things, and I've discussed this before as well, is saying I should have. I could have. There is no such thing. If you did it, you did it. If you didn't, you didn't. And you move on in your life. Everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Everything is the hands of Hashem. Even if a person, has does an haveda, If they do an Aveda, they can do Tshuva for it. They don't sit down and say, I did this Aveda, I should have not done this Aveda. I should have been more careful, I should have, it. unfortunately, Yitzhahara got a hold of you, and the, oh, Yitzhahara did what he did. And you did the that you did Rahman the Salam. Now you have to do Tshuva. And try and try and try again, and again and again, to do Tshuva, so that ultimately you'll be forgiven. But also apply yourself, at the same time, to be doing the right thing, so that you're not doing again any kind of given Aveda that you did before. This is the concept of Kedashim T.U., which we'll soon discuss. The two Pashas, which we say is one, Achre Meis and Kedashim, Achre Meis talks again about how one needs to be sanctified and holy, and the, fei- the, the Rashi, in the beginning of the Pasha, tells us, after the passing of the two sons of Arun, why did they pass? Because they wanted Ratzu Ve'en shave. they only wanted to be connected fully with HaKadosh Baruch, they did not want to be on this world at all. However, that's not the purpose of the world. You're created on this world to do the service of Hashem and to be of service to Hashem to make to make a dwelling place for HaKadosh Baruch on this earth as difficult as I find it that I am the one that's making that place for Hashem as difficult as I consider it that this such a responsibility should be placed on my gosh forsaken shoulders who am I? tells us the tater no, you are you you are the person that HaKadosh Baruch who gave the karek to the Baruch who bestowed within you the knowledge of how to be able to do what you need to do in order to make a dwelling place for By making a bracha before we eat, making a bracha after we finish eating, by having our by having by forgiving somebody, by giving some by doing somebody a favor, by giving somebody a loan or by whatever it might be, we are involved in serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu and making a dwelling place for HaKadosh Baruch Hu this world. And we need to, therefore, apply ourselves to just that. This world. It's this world in which we need to live. It's this world in which we need to be action. And we need to take action in. And we need to continue doing what we need to do. And therefore, these two passions, Achimais and Kedashim, as they are attached, which has happens oftentimes that they are attached, they bring about the simple, connected point, the union of Kedusha, sanctity. As we said, the beginning of Fashat ahre after the passing of the children of Aaron, a lesson is given to the Kahanim, a law is laid down only time that someone one person can go into the Holy of Holies is a kipper, Kippur and that is the Kayin Gadol talking about the holiest of holiest services that one can perform the Kayin Gadol going into the Holy of Holies a Yom Kippur On the holiest of days. With the holiest person, the, the Kayan Godl, the high priest. Kedushim, as we said, also starts Kedushim Tiyu ki Ani. Akash Baruch who gives us a commandment you should be holy because I am holy. This Kidusha, this sanctity, that's required of us is of a very, very he- heavenly, very high level in the heavenly spheres, and therefore the Torah tells us, stresses, emphasizes that why should you be kodesh ki ani for I am holy one needs to strive to achieve the holiness of God question becomes seriously I should become a God I should become as holy as God what was in your coffee how how does that even work The third answer is Kedushim Tihiyu This is a command which is obviously giving you a guarantee how you can ultimately become Kedushim and you can achieve this Why? Kikadosh Ani Because I am holy and therefore your Kedusha is decreed from my kedusha. The source is my holiness, says Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And since every Jew is a chelek of the Mamish, every Jew is a part of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, part of the as you see in the beginning of the Tanya. Therefore, they have the kedusha, the ever, the never-ending kedusha of Hakadosh Baruch Hu within them. And therefore, one can, should, needs to, must apply themselves to elevating that to the levels where it can achieve. In the name of the Pasha, (coughs) Akhari Meis, excuse me, after the passing of another one of you, as we said, the two that only wanted to get very, very close to Akadish Baruch Hu to the highest and achieve the highest possible level, which brought them to what's called Khaleesa Nefesh, their souls leaving their bodies. Because By coming closer before Hashem and they passed away, they so were dedicated and so devoted and so looking to connect Akadish Baruch, Hu they took a one way trip sometimes we go and we sit down we want to become spiritual we sit and we think and we go into some spiritual thoughts and spiritual emotions, spiritual feelings and then we get back down to earth as we say in America to the meat and the potatoes I know it's potatoes Um, they didn't have that they were not interested in anything in this physical world. They only wanted Akad-e-J They wanted to be connected. Theta comes and tells us, that's not the goal. You're missing the point. There's even higher service. Akhre Mais, after the passing of the two sons of Aaron, who went up to the highest level, Higher than that is something that we can achieve in this world. And the sages tell us, in the prosecution to you, My holiness is greater than yours. Which means to say, in order to achieve and to elevate, to reach the Kedusha Yenah, the highest level, as high as we can reach, as high as we can achieve, tells HaKadosh Baruch that His Holiness is way higher. And this, therefore, is a living life lesson for the holy people out there. And you know who you are. You are the great Holy Neshamas. You have a Holy neshama. You have a neshama Tehidah and you have a mission and you cannot suffice yourself spiritually whether it be only David Mairev you have so much more potential to accomplish only David Mairev is not a small thing it's a big thing it's a tremendous thing And we need to apply each and every mitzvah, each and everything that we can do to elevate and to push ourselves further and further. On the other hand, we have a different lesson. Those of us that are of the lowlier character, not from the lofty souls that we spoke about, and find ourselves very, very far from this holiness, from the kedusha, which the Tera talks to them as well. Don't fall into despair, Chassidshol. They need to know that Hakadosh Baruch gives a Kayak to every Jew to lift himself, to elevate himself, to reach the highest levels. And Hakadosh Baruch guarantees it. It says, "Kedushim to you, you will become kedushim. You'll be holy." That's a connection to each and every Jew. It doesn't have a a glossary telling, it doesn't have a star saying, Kedashin to you and only, only the holy lofty souls. It says, Kedashin to you across the board. And this is the connection to each and every Jew, therefore. So when a Jew does what's pending on him, when a Jew does and applies, so that he or she has to be doing, they are automatically reaching and achieving to that sanctity, to that level. Whether it be a single girl leading a Seder for a bunch of orphans, whether it be a girl that just acts like the mommy of all her friends and tries to reach out and tries to help them and tries to let them live and let live and tries to make it, to keep them the safest possible way. Whether it be a bakher that's out in... in who knows where, to go make a seder and Pesach, whether it be the shliach that goes out to Bora Bora, to kasha a kitchen so that a yid can eat kasha. It's whatever your mission is, make that mission the fullest, fulfill it to the fullest extent that you can, that you can possibly have. So therefore it says, Kadeshim to you. There's nothing superfluous, nothing extra in the Teda. Not an extra letter in the Teda. Every letter, word, nuance, every any mention in our Teda, whether it sounds like it's only a story, or whatever it is, is a lesson to our daily life. And therefore, when the psukim come in a consecutive form, they too need to have a connection one with the other. Oof. And we find this in our given pasha. In Pasha's Kedashim. The passage says Kedashim to you. That's one. Then the passage continues, says Ish v'imei v'aviv tiro. A person needs to fear their mother and their father. And then the pastor continues, Ashabse or my Shabbos you should heed. So we need to find therefore the continuity, the connection between the three. As we spoke now, Kedashim to you requires of us. To be separated from the all the other nations of the world. Kiddusha Kadesh is a lush of of Muddl, separated. Detach ourselves from the whole world. At the end of the passage it also says, I will separate you from the nations. In what way do we separate ourselves from the Goyim? you want to tell us this is the intention that we need to live according to Torah and Mitzvahs and that makes us different than the other nations where's the Havdola the separation we, are, we live our life, they live their life we live a terror life, they don't have a terror life that doesn't make a separation between us They don't have a connection to this data. So therefore they're doing their thing, we're doing ours. So when we say, it's got to be something that is a common denominator between the Jew and the non-Jew at some point, that we need to be separated from the non-Jew at that time. That we should be the Kudashim, we should be the Adul, separated. Taylor referring referring here to things that we may do. One may eat, one may drink, one may do business. I, mean, I told you. Even recreation. One has to have, one has to be able to sustain oneself so that they can serve Hashem. But they need to know that when they're doing applying this sustenance to their life, they're doing it such because it's making it easier, not easier, it's making it possible for them to serve Hashem better. So when you sit down, and if a guy comes into a Jewish kosher kosher establishment, a a kosher deli, a kosher restaurant, and he sits down and orders... His kosher chicken, or his kosher duck, his kosher lamb, his kosher whatever it might be, and on the next table you're sitting with your kosher steak and your kosher meal and everything that you have. The only difference that you might see by a man, first of all, is because the man's wearing a yarmulke and the guy is not. But even by a woman, you would see that they make we make a bracha before we eat it. Aside from that, if you weren't there when the meal started, you just walk in and see them both chomping. He's a Jew, and the Havdol of is a non-Jew. And they're both eating and chewing with their mouths closed, not talking during eating, whatever it might be there. Has the proper etiquette with the napkin on the lap, and the knife and fork in the right hands. What do you see the difference? They're eating and they're drinking. And they're both doing so to, do, to keep themselves sustained. And the same thing when they go to work. He's working, he's working. And any other physical, worldly thing that they're doing. If the Jew is going swimming and the non-Jew is going swimming. If, in what way are you separating yourself from that point? It tells us that condition to you. We need to see to it that sanctity, that holiness rests upon us even when we're doing that. Even in our daily life, the daily grind, the mundane things we do in life, there's a specialty, a connection, which the Jewish nation has with our Kaddish Baruch Hu and these things. Because we're doing it L'Shem Shemaim. Kaddish atsmcha bemut Sanctify yourself with things that are permissible for you to do How in doing our doing our mundane, mundane things can we be holy Tells us the Taita ki <speaking> ani <in> hashem <Hebrew> cuz I am David I am holy and a Jew therefore in any place that he finds himself connected to HaKadosh Baruch where we say Atta kodesh you are holy by saying this and by sanctifying HaKadosh Baruch in his name, automatically we are bringing down upon ourselves the plentiful the, the flow of Kedusha, of holiness that in which we can bask when we are eating, when we are working when we are doing any kind of mundane action in the world and therefore the next thing that the Pasha says in Pasha's tiro, <speaking in Hebrew> a person, his mother and his father he should fear the sanctity, the kedusha of the Jew, of Judaism that revolves around the entire life needs to be given over to the next generation. A person cannot suffice oneself that I am doing the right thing. One needs to see to it. That they pass the baton and they give this over to their children in the future generations, and then we go on to the third commandment: You need to heed my Shabbos. With this, the teda almost, so we say, closes the cycle. now cease to it to put another. Brick in this, in the wall. How do we take the Kayak to go through a whole week? To go through the living grind? And to see to it that within this mundane world we find something holy and we find the sanctity in the Kedusha. And how do we see to it that we give this over to the future generations? And that answer is Shabbos. From Shabbos, we nurture and we take, it takes to it gives to each and every Jew the koyach to separate themselves totally from their, the other nations, to be totally sanctified, to be totally holy and only involved in spirituality, not involved in any physical things. You're not allowed to even talk business or think business. Nothing of the mundane world is applied on Shabbos. Shabbos is Kule Kaddish. And we find this, we recognize this, where it says, where it seems to look as if HaKadosh Baruch Hu left the world, created it, and let it on its automatic pilot, and left it to the ways of nature. And therefore, you, we go up in the morning, we go to work, we go to. tells us Shabbos the beautiful beauty of Shabbos, giving us and implanting within us the Jewish belief in the recreation and the reliving of the world in a way that now it's only me and Akadosh Baruch Hu. I'm not relying on my phone, I'm not relying on my car, I'm not relying on anything. It. It's only me and Akadosh Baruch Hu. Therefore, Shabbos is what's called an ois Bris, a pact made between Hakadosh Baruch Hu and the Jews, and constantly reminds us of such. For even the nature, of course, as we now know, as we know, is controlled by Hakadosh Baruch Hu. So the Koach of Shabbos to give us to rest the holiness in everything that we do on a daily life. The whole grind that we go through the entire week come Shabbos. And we give this not only to ourselves, we give this to our children as well. And we teach our children how they need to be and how they need to live. One of the mitzvahs that were commanded, the trader, to involving ourselves in saving the life of a Jew. But interestingly... Interesting, the tater does not say save the life of a Jew. But rather the tater says Al dam One should not stand on the blood of their friend. How does one stand on the blood of their friend? Rashi explains. Liris see his death. See someone dying and you could save them. Someone drowning. An animal, wild animal, is chasing them. Thieves are coming upon them. If you have a capacity in any which way, form, or fashion to save them, then you have the obligation to do just that. Rashi's explanation is pretty deep. I have a little. A few questions on this. Excuse me. First of all, what's not clear? Why do you have to explain? Do not stand on your friend's blood. Do not stand by and let somebody die. Secondly, what is he adding by the examples that he gives? if you see a person dying why Rashi are you coming and telling me the drowning or the or the animal or the, the thieves the murderers I understand if somebody is getting hurt somebody dying you don't have to tell me what and how if Rashi is saying it there's an explanation a lesson that Rashi is teaching sorry thirdly Rashi should have written, "Ki goin teve abenor oichaya oel listem Rashi writes, "Ki goin teve abenor vichaya oel listem boymelov." He should say either this, or this, or this. From the way Rashi is saying it, it seems that a person drowning in a river. Happened because of either an animal chasing him or thieves are chasing him. Whereas in Teres Khanam on the Pasuk, in Medrash, or if you keep his scored on the Yomar Sanhedrin, Ayin Gimel and Aleph seventy-one side, there's side one. Also Lamba Mechusret Zeach Shmuz Nefesh Oichaya use the word ay in the middle either, either or bottom line we cannot we're not capable of handling this commandment per se as it is to know that we have an obligation to save a fellow Jew learn that from a call we know that a person that has help as if tazaima a person needs help with something that they're doing a project unloading a, 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 a truck or pulling or this or that, whatever it they're doing and you have a, a capability to help them you have to help them out or it says Hakim Takimiima set him back up on his feet. if we need to save a person's property, how much more so we need to save their lives? So why? Leisamer Adam Why even tell us this? The traitor here is coming and stressing and emphasizing the midah, the attribute, that we're asking of a person to go out on a limb to save a fellow Jew. Not just make a phone call, not just call out, but go out on the limb. Get totally involved, unconditionally helping that person to save a person. I don't have to run into a burning burning building if I don't know how, how, what I'm doing there to go take out another Jew. That way two of us die. So what do we have to do when we see somebody that needs to be saved? How do I endanger myself without killing myself to save a fellow Jew? Rashi, therefore, tells us in his explanation, first and foremost, he establishes Lireis you see somebody dying. A time where you can actually save him. From one side, there's a sakana, there's a danger from which the person needs to be saved. From the other side, it's definite that you can save them. It's a situation where you actually can do something. And this actually brings the example from a person drowning in the river. Why? Because of either the thieves or because of the animals. This is exploiting the weaknesses of the person. From the river itself, the person was, had no problem. And the problem, the person probably could have overcome the animal or the thieves. But attaching, connecting the two of these things, this is already overdoing it. So in this in this situation, The intervention, the obligation that a person has for a second person to definitely save them from a life of drowning, a life of despair, a life of danger from which they can save them. this the Torah tells us do not stand on the blood of your friend and from the words of Rashi we see in his death and you could save him there's a very very deep meaning here if HaKadosh Baruch Hu puts you in a situation, to Rachmaneletzlan see the person dying. You see a Jew, a fellow Jew, in a danger, in a bad place. If you were shown this that means that you have the potential to save them. You have the potential to bring them out of this, and therefore, Kol will give you the keiach to do such. So here we have, for our generation, a very special lesson. Many of our brothers and sisters are in the danger of drowning in Chumashon. In the physical in the spiritual rivers that are literally pulling them in if you see a Jew in such a situation you have the mitzvah you have to remember you can do this you can save them. By involving in our and Yadus, and through this bringing them closer to their hearts, to, their, to each and every Jew, Tavino Shibashamayim. And by bringing together and bringing closer each Jew to Tavino we are also bringing forth speedily the coming of Mashiach Tzidkenu the Beheda of Mamesh Mamash and we are accomplishing something that we have within our potential to do we don't know it we don't see it we don't understand it we say who am I tells us the Tera if Baruch showed you this person no matter where they are in the world or where they are, right around in your backyard. But you have a chance to go out there, to reach out, to help them. It's upon you, it's incumbent upon you to do so. Sometimes the people literally physically, spiritually land in our laps. How did I get a, how did I meet this person? How did I find this person even? The most random of randoms of randoms you did a favor because somebody asked you to do a favor and the person found out you were the one that did this favor a connection became a a connection forged and the connection became so strong that it takes you to a whole different level this is all from Hashem this gives us and leaves us our life mission see to it that we accomplish just that and that we help that person and we support that person in a way that we never understood we could the mission of Pekhiyav is among, among, uh, going within this line, along this line this week is Pedig Gimel, Shlishi, the third Perek Mishna Yudzayin. Rabbi Lozban Azayya says, "It means Tera ain't derechelitz. If there's no Tera, without Tera, there's no derechelitz. It means derechelitz If there's no derechelitz, there's no Tera. It means Chachmein Yira. If there's no wisdom, there's no there's no wisdom, there's no awe. And on the other hand, it means Yira." If there's no all oh, there's no knowledge. If there's no understand if there's no knowledge there's no understanding. It Without understanding there's no knowledge. The concept of Das and Bina. the different levels of awe that one has, one applies. Taylor cannot be absorbed truly within a person that lacks good character. A person has to have nasa anishma within them before they can actually make things happen. The Byce of Yavits interprets Eretz, the way of the land. A human activity. And the madrash relates, when the angels questioned God's decision to give Tayrah to the man to the people, to man, to humans. Moshe said to them, Taylor instructs us to honor our parents. Do you have parents? In time Methus, we spoke about us many times. The different questions that Moshe posed to the angels saying that the Terah cannot stay in heaven, the needs to be on the earth. He showed them Terah belongs the physical world, which is Derach Eretz, the way of the world. So if we don't have the Derach Eretz, the way of the land, the physical conditions, then there'd be no Terah, because Terah would not have been given to man who's Elizabeth Nazariah? Ebek was the Nasi of Ibn of Yisrael and since he whatever whatever went down in the Yeshiva he was impeached. And Elizabeth Nazariah was very very wise and wealthy 10th generation from Ezra and Navi Navi. when they approached him to offer him to consult to to take to become the Nasi he said I have to consult my wife first his wife said maybe they'll impeach you too and he said a person uses an expensive glass for one day even if it breaks tomorrow so she said to him, maybe you don't have white hairs and Lazarus was only 18 years old and a miracle occurred and he grew 18 rows of white hair and therefore he's quoted in the Mishnah Harae Anikim and Shana meaning he looked like he was 70 we also know that he had the Neshama of Eliyoh Navi, of Shmuel Anavi, I'm sorry I do that all the time Shmuel Hanavi and Shmuel Hanavi passed away at 52 and now he was 18 therefore he was 70 the major change that he instituted was that Gamliel only allowed students to attend the yeshiva select students Abelazir and Azayah opened the doors to everybody hundreds of benches were added to the Bismedish to accommodate the flood of new students that Allah allowed. And therefore many questions came up now that had to be answered. Eventually the Gamila was reinstated, but Elazar continued to address the community every fourth Shabbos. He was compared to a spice merchant a spice dealer upon entering a city was asked if he had any fine oils or spices He was found to carry fine goods of every sort same was with him any question in any subject that he was asked he was knowledgeable and was able to answer it, it properly Ultimately, he traveled to Rome for community affairs with it were Shua, Rebbe Kiva. Elizabeth Isaiah passed away. The crowns of wisdom departed, says the Gemara and the Sechta If you keep his score at home, 49, signed 1. Little, little word from Sechta Saita, as we said. we say the and Saita every throughout Svira, if the woman had a schus it says it kept her up to three years alive what schus what merit did she have the schus of teda she's not commanded the schus of mitzvah the schus of mitzvah which one protects them so so much so so we learn the benachem yesi Kiner mitzvah er the passage says the mitzvah ner and tera er. this is the mitzvah and ner meaning to say just like ner a candle protects even for the moment you see where you're going the same thing a mitzvah protects the person and this is the mitzvah any given mitzvah that the woman may have done that gave her the schus and therefore, she lasted another three years. David should help, that we should bear it to see this very Shabbos, the Gula, Mitzvah, Shleiman, she Shehaz, Kino, Shabbat, Shalom to all.